Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Hey! Guess what? What? It has been a long time since we recorded our first one. Oh my goodness, you can tell from the exact same we clothes. We haven't changed clothes. <laughs> we wear these literally, we're like, we're like Scooby-Doo characters who wear the same Never clothes every day. It. Yeah. Scooby-Doo characters and yep. Steve Jobs. Hey, can we make it a rule we talk about Steve Jobs every episode, apparently? Mm-hmm. We have to. Or, or we can talk about my Uncle Steve, or okay. we can talk about... The jobs he's had. Oh, yeah. The jobs that your Uncle Steve's had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, it's a task... I.e. a full-time yeah. job to be able to trim that mustache. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What if, do you think, what if, wouldn't it be funny if Steve Jobs' middle name was Career? <laughs> Steve Career's Jobs. That's a bit redundant, no, Mark. No, what if it was Dirty? Steve Dirty Jobs. Dirty Jobs. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, whatever happened to that one guy that did the, the was it Mike, Mark? Yeah, Mike Rowe. Mike Rowe. Yeah, he's doing a big, uh, he's doing a... He's doing um, a giveaway on his Instagram. Is that what you're going to say? No, that's me. That's you. Whoa, crossover. Hey, this will definitely post after <laughs> that's ended. Uh, for the record, for those of you that are listening along, which you cannot see, it smells like Wingstop in yep. here. And the reason because is... Somebody had Parmesan garlic wings right over there. Yeah, and they left crumbs. Eight. I did not sit there. I guess it was Josh Rawls as he was eating and narrating his food to mm-hmm. us. Okay, so welcome to uh, Tyler and Neil Explain Everything, Trademark. So, uh, we're excited to have you here for episode two, and we oh, thought... this is going to be a good one. I know, I know. So, we went we went, <laughs> we went broad with podcasts, explaining podcasts to you last episode. This episode, we thought we'd get real narrow and just really ostracize our audience <laughs> with, hey, here's this specific YouTuber that 98% of the world doesn't know about. But uh, we decided, if you don't know about him, guess what? That's why we're explaining him right. to you. We are going to explain Casey Neistat. Casey Neistat. Mm-hmm. C-A-S-E-Y space N-E-I-S-T-A-T. Neistat. Trademark. Casey Neistat. What, when was the very first time you ever saw Casey Neistat? It was 2012. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Is that long? No, I just didn't know you were going to know that. Yeah, well, I know because I, it was my first year when I was an administrator at Boxside. It was my first crush in junior It was my high. first guy. I just turned 17, and I was staring up at the stars and said, God, I wish upon a star. Um, I, it was 2012, my first year as administrator, because I remember I was sitting when I saw it. My friend, Chris Ledbetter, texted me a link to, it was someone, it wasn't Casey's video. Casey's a filmmaker. Um, it was a link to a video of someone else walking through his studio. And my friend thought it was cool because he knew I did video. I just started doing video um, a year or two before that. And he said, hey, check out this dude's studio. And I checked it out. And I was like, this is really cool. So then I went in. I was like, I want to see if he has a YouTube. He did. And I got in there when he had around 100,000 subscribers. Whoa. He might have been at 120. I think he was around 100,000 subs on YouTube at the time. Now he's sitting you know he's at... He's up to, he's up to 11 million... 11 million... 368,000. 368,000. Yeah, that was a good guess. Yeah, thanks. So that's a lot of followers, but he doesn't have the most amount of followers, does he? On YouTube? Yes. No, no. There's... Uh, PewDiePie just got passed by T-Series, and PewDiePie, I think, said like 70, 80 million wow. subscribers, and I think T-Series just passed him the past, past three or four months ago. We'll, we'll explain more about YouTube later. Yeah, that's a different who's, app. And who's whatever. Let's just talk about one specific user so one, on one, Yeah, one guy. So How the, about you? When the, was the first time you heard about it? I'm cut you off. When was the first time you heard about Casey? There was a Nike commercial. You remember the Nike yep. Fuel Bands? Yep. I had one. I had two. Wow, one for each hand? I'm very, yes. (laughs) Okay, so just truth be told, I had one because I'm very focused on, I I love things that are incentivized. Mm -hmm. And I like that it was Nike. I love their branding. And Mm -hmm. so I got one. And it broke. 
I don't know, six months into it, but he did an advertisement. Nike sent him money to help promote their fuel band, and he jumped on a plane and went to South Africa yep. or something. Now looking back on it, I realize he was probably going to South Africa anyways. But yeah, because his family's did, from there. Dang it, yeah, or his wife's family. So he used the money to actually go do some good, but he tracked his fuel points while he was on the way. Uh, I got very competitive against other people while I got my second one. And no lie, one day I was competing against somebody else. I don't even know where they are in the United States of America. And I knew I wasn't going to beat him. So I put my Nike fuel band on my ceiling fan, turned it on high, and walked away no, for 45 minutes. What yep. did it look like? It did, were they like, is he alive? Because your heart rate had to be just like... Well, they didn't, no, it didn't track heart rate. It just tracked motion, barely. Motion. And it was like... It was like, I, I killed that guy. But not in my heart. Deep down, he killed me. Anyways, that was how I had learned about Casey Neistat. And after that, I was like, wow, that's pretty cool what he did. Now, I think he calls himself a filmmaker. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I would categorize him like that. What would you say? He's a YouTuber. He's you a vlogger. Is he a filmmaker? I mean, he had an HBO series for a year. Okay, maybe he went. I mean, it was 2000, I mean, it was 2010-ish, give or take. I guess maybe the reason why I don't think that is because I don't think of myself as a filmmaker. Well, you made a documentary, but Bike Beyond. Check it out. Where can they see Bike Beyond? No, shut it. Okay. On Casey's channel. <laughs> uh, they, so I look at Casey, and he was one of the first people that started vlogging, I would say. I would say he's the, he, because people vlog for five, six oh, years, yeah, they but did, he's but the one, he had a style that took it to another level. He made like vlogging look professional because before that blog, I had only right. seen vlogs that looked trash. Like it's just, hey, here's my camera, blah, and next right. scene, next scene. Right. He made it a story, and he like did like B roll. He made it look yeah. like a professional movie every day. I think it's because of where he lives. Because of New York, you think the scenery added to that? Oh, uh, absolutely. I mean, I think it added, but there are people that vlog They're in New York. Be, yeah. I think his eye for B, like the fact that he just put in B roll and like good music. Yeah. And, like, the way he tells a story, as opposed to most people just, like, highlighting their day. So he embraced the fact that he was not trying to do something that was so high quality. He embraced these weird cuts, this very, I don't know, kind of garbagey, I'm going to handwriting on this yep. sort of thing. It's his style, and he developed yep. that style. And a lot of people mimic that. I think he is the reason why daily vlogging actually picked up like it did. Oh, yeah. Didn't that almost kill him? Oh, yeah, like, he did it for, I mean, almost two years straight, like every single day, every single day he did it. And then he took a vacation, because I was watching, I watched his vlogs every day. Like I'd take, it was like nine to 15 minutes. I would take that break at some point that day or lay in bed at night and watch. I watched every single one because wow. I really liked the way he did his films. But then he like took a vacation for a while and then he came back and he kind of sporadically did it. Uh -huh. And then he was just like, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. And so then he's gotten so sporadic. And I've noticed my viewer, like, I don't watch every single video right. he posts right. in the past couple years. I haven't years. watched the last. So he's got three that have come out, and they're in my feed, and I just haven't watched them. Now, here's the thing. Uh, I think that it practically is difficult to do daily vlogging. And oh, he yeah. ran into that at if some point. I think it's the ones that last the longest are the ones that don't edit. And like they don't edit their own, so like right. like the Paul brothers, they'll film yeah. themselves oh, and then yeah. they upload it, and they've got somebody overseas that is yep. awake at night. Yep. They edit it for you know anywhere from two to six hours or whatever, and then they publish it the next morning. And right. so that's more doable because all you're doing is filming, which is work because you're creating the story, you're right. filming, but then you're not staying up for two to three hours every night, which is what Casey did because he would publish right. the next day at seven a.m. a seven or eight a.m. So he's staying up every every single night. For a year and a half, he edited 
Ugh. And he said on one there, he said at the best it take him about an hour and a half to edit. That's whenever like at the near the end of his span when he said it was easy. Wow. It was about an hour and a half. So think of every single night of your life, hour and a half you're editing the video from oh, that day. That drives me nuts. So it's every day. Yeah. Every day, bro. It's That's every- what Jake Paul said. <laughs> it's every day, bro. Okay, so what I think happened to Casey is he stopped doing the daily stuff, started doing these other big ones. Yep. And making them a little bit more produced, but there's a trap. There's a couple traps that you fall into. One, he wanted to make better projects, bigger projects. Yep. But then also, because he was in such high demand, people with products wanted him to review or promote or whatever oh, yeah. on his channel. And at some point, you kind of become a slave to that. Yeah. And I think that's part of it. But he also started getting speaking engagements. He got other oh, yeah. gigs. He started doing other projects. Samsung tried to hire him. All this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Interesting fact. I don't know if you know this. You know. may not. You I want to say anything now and make it up off the Yeah, please. <laughs> I am the... Casey Neistat. <laughs> and you pull off this <laughs> map. Mission Impossible And you're right underneath it. I'm Tom Cruise. Tom yeah. Cruise. It's Mission, Mission Impossible. Colon Casey Neistat. Slash Tommy. Uh, so uh, uh, we were looking two years ago for a Collide student conference for speakers. And I contacted him and said, what would it cost to get you to come speak at our Collide Student Conference? Teach people how to communicate a message. I said, you don't have to say anything Christian, you don't have to do whatever. And uh, do you know how much it costs to have him come speak for one session, one half hour session? What do you think it costs? Well, I know Gary V is around $150,000 to get Gary V. Lord. Okay. I would guess Casey, I would say Casey's probably in the 30000 to 70000 range. It was $30,000. and That's not bad for a guy like that. That's not bad. No. That's not bad. You ready for something that's going to blow your mind? No. We looked at that previous year at bringing in Chuck Norris. You know he's only $25,000? That's Chuck Norris. Twenty-five grand. So, and y'all didn't do it? No. We have that kind of cash (laughs) floating around. Hey, guys. Hey, all you 15-year-olds. We're increasing the price of Collide Conference from $20 to $380 a piece. I mean, it was like a Father's Day thing. We were looking at Chuck Norris. He could only do one service. So what do you do? That would be incredible. I mean, how insane do you think that that place would be packed? Do you think anyone would ever forget that, though? No. Like, like we had Tim Tebow come speak that one time, and we lived in Bryant. (laughs) We were going to go. My dad was going to come. My dad had never been to the GLR service. Oh my we Lord. all showed up at GLR. We were like 30, 45 minutes early. They said no. Like, we can't fit in here. So we drove to Conway. We were at Conway oh. an hour and a half early. And we, like, heard the whole service. It was Lauren Foster spoke. We got to yeah. mention Tom Cruise and Lauren Foster and Steve Jobs uh-huh. every episode. And he was speaking at... Ain't nobody care. I'm sorry, Lauren. It was great. <laughs> I heard it through the TV, but the we had more people in the foyer than yep. we had in the service because they were waiting on Tebow to come in yeah. for second service. It but was Thunderdome in there. It was like it was insane. Yourself. insane. So, so Casey Neistat, I yeah. think, at some point got to the place where all these other demands, what made him then started controlling him. Mm-hmm. And I think, I, and so now he's not posting all the time. What's the last, when's the last video? He posted, he posted two weeks ago. It's whenever he did, he's doing a promo with Tesla where he's Whoa. giving away a Tesla and yeah. hang out with Casey. And I've noticed this. Apparently they didn't because I saw that video two weeks ago. But then now I'm seeing it in my Instagram and Facebook. They're, they're promoting it online, which usually means that they did not get the amount of people that they wanted out of oh, this. Wow. So then they're pushing money to push it out on social to try to get more advertising. Because okay. if they get it off of the free one where he just uploads to his YouTube, they don't have to pay right. for that other stuff. Right. But now they're paying for that. So, I mean, he did that two weeks ago. So it looks like he's doing about one video a week. 
and he hasn't done one in two weeks. So he's moving to California. Yeah, I think he's there. And I think that is still going to prove to be an incredible location to film. Oh, yeah. I think he's still going to create that vibe and all that sort of thing. But I don't know if the days of Casey Neistat, tell me your thoughts. Mm -hmm. Do you think that he is going to go back to more of that regular vlogging? Or do you think he's more of a, I want to only want to do big projects. I want to, I want to be Christopher Nolan and put a movie out every three or four years. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? I think, personally, I think that he's moving towards, I mean, I think you nailed it. I think he's going towards the big projects. And I think that from what you can tell, he gets excited about. Like, he's um, he's real big on jumping on stuff before other people. So, like, he wasn't the first to vlogging, but he was the first to step vlogging up. And it's almost like he liked it that he was kind of ahead of the game. And then you saw all these Casey Neistat impersonators. Oh, and I'm gosh. not saying he never said he liked it, but... He's not a fan of copycats or people that do stuff that's not. He wants to be original. And so, like, anytime he does a partnership with Samsung or someone else, if you notice, he always does something super, like, random. Like, I'm going to snowboard through the city or I'm going to fly a drone and snowboard. Like, he likes to do these things that people aren't doing. So I think that, personally, I don't know. I don't know if you're going to see a movie by Casey Neistat. I think you'll see, like... He'll come out with some mini series for Netflix that's just super see. different yeah. than anything else. Like he's not gonna be like, okay, I'm gonna script a show. Like he's gonna come out with something where it's like, hey, I'm gonna go get dropped off in the wilderness for three weeks. I'm gonna film it myself, 100 percent on me. You know, like Eris, that's actually Bear Girls does that, doesn't he? So it's not never super uh, Survivor Man or is it Bear Girls? I don't know which I one it is, but yeah, they both sound great. Man, but would you watch that? Would I watch Casey Neistat? Yeah, yeah, in I the woods. Yes, yeah. I love, I love to watch that. But then again, I don't know. Casey's, I think I think he is committed to big projects, but I've, I've noticed this, too, about his views. He's done some films where it's been about other people, and he originally, like a year ago, he was like, I'm going to start featuring other YouTubers. He did it three, two or three times. He didn't get a lot of response from it. Everybody comes to Casey's stuff to see Casey, and I think right. Casey was trying to push that off to, like, 368 yep. and all these other, like, these other YouTube, like he, which is great. He's trying to feature and bring other people up with him, like he did, like Sarah Dietschy. Um, like yeah. he helped launch her career. He launched a few other people's careers, but it's like his fans care about him, and so it's like they're committed to him and his story. And it seems like he's almost like pulled out of here's my personal life when vlogging's very personal life. You'll notice he got more and more like like not not recluse because he's still posting about his life, but. He stopped featuring Francine and his stuff. Yeah. He started getting more aggravated when people were sitting outside his office. Uh-huh. He wanted, he valued his privacy a lot more. And so I don't think that the, hey, this is me and this is my life is something he wants to pursue, but right. also it's the most advantageous for him. Yeah. And he has to know that. He's very smart. And so it's like. He can't get away from it now. No. And that's, he's a brand. Casey is the brand. And the more he tries to push people off of him and it's his brand, I think he's going to start seeing like this push and pull of people like, no, Casey, we want you. We care about your message. So I think that if he does a big project, it's going to have to be centered around him, not like, hey, I'm behind the camera. Like, I think he's got a great style, but most people aren't going to want that. No, they they want him in it. Yeah. Um, What do you think? What do you think the next move is for him? I think it's going to be something like collaboration with somebody like, uh, okay, he did that one. He did several of them with Will Smith. He yep. has these connections through mm-hmm. Yes Theory and through Will Smith and all this other thing. I think he's going to do some kind of a collaboration where he could bring the realism that he shoots with and does it with somebody that you don't typically get that realism with. Mm-hmm. Where, I mean, he showed a side of Will Smith you don't typically get to see. Mm-hmm. But that's why Will's 
channel is going yep. crazy. But Jack Black is an insane channel. His is awesome. Like, it's and he doesn't amazing. even use his name in his channel. No. Like Will Smith's like on the Will Smith blog channel. Right. Jack Black's is like some weird Jablonski. gaming. Yeah, it's some it's weird hilarious. Because that's him. That's his I, I style. would think that Casey's going to do something like that. I agree with you. I think it's going to be a short run, something on a Netflix and Apple Plus, uh, whatever where you get to see it for a little while and he tests it and sees, but he's not going to get stuck into doing some Mm -hmm. serial thing that Mm -hmm. now makes him do it. And I agree. I think he got really, really tired of the limelight that he created for himself. The thing that got you there, though, is the thing that maybe you have to figure out how to modify it, change Mm -hmm. a little bit, and let let it keep it there. So have you ever been to his place (laughs) in New York City? Yeah, you know the answer to this. But I want to hear. Okay, yeah, I, I have. I've been to New York, and one time I just walked by and I was like, "Oh, there's a studio." Well, then he bought that building next to it, made it three six eight. Well, right. he was in the middle of like construction or whatever, and I sat out there for maybe five or ten minutes with Amanda. She was like, "Why are we doing this?" She wants to walk through stores and spend money, but I was like, "I want to do this free. I just want to say hi to Casey." Um, but it was after he'd said, "Please stop." By the way, Edward, Cro- our friend Edward Crockett, he got on the vlog the he day did. after You're Casey right. said. Casey was like, "Hey guys, stop sitting out there. Stop waiting on me. Don't stand outside my office." Next day, Edward was on the vlog. Hey man, what's going on, Edward? He's in the video. That's hilarious. So good. Anyways, so um, I went up, and this is super. Like he would not like this, but he's not. I mean, Casey, are you listening? What's hey. up, Casey? How's it going, Casey? Uh, my son, we make gaming videos. He says hi to Ryan from Ryan's Tour Review. I'm like, Ryan's not watching this, Titus. We got 12 views. Right. Um, Tarver Gaming, what's up? Um, whenever we. Uh, I went there, and the next time I was with a man, and I was like, you know, I came here last time, just like stood out, took a picture outside the wall, or outside the front of his office, because I mean, when you commit to watching someone, like that was that was his set, that was like his studio became oh, a yeah. character. I right. watched it every day for over a year and a half. Like you feel this we- in vlogging. I've talked about this before. It's it's this weird connection you have with people that right. you don't have with you a movie them. or TV because right. they're talking to you. You're on the other side of that camera, and so it feels like they're talking to you. So it's like this weird dynamic. Um, but I went up there and I was like, I'm not going to come all over here and just take a picture of the outside. I already did that. And so I was like, I'm not going to knock on the door. I'm not going to do anything like super intrusive, even though it is intrusive what I did. I just was standing outside the door and I'd gone in the camera shop and I'd come back out and, uh, you know, somebody was going in or coming out or something. And I was like, oh, cool. So I just like walked in, walked up the stairs and took a photo in front of his door. And that's it. I took a selfie in front of his door. I, and then I waved at his cameras because he's got a camera out there. And so oh, yeah. I might have gotten on his blog if he was filming in there. He wasn't. Um, but I just, I waved and took a photo and I walked out. I didn't knock on anything. I just, that's good. how about you? You ever, I went you ever took, been committed breaking and entering? Nah. nah. I, didn't, I didn't get to sneak into his place, but I did. Uh, I've been there twice. One time I went and took a picture and... and Inside or outside? Outside. Oh, wow. See, okay, what you're you better said than is... Me, it, Neil, no, I just couldn't cool, get I follow in. the law. Uh, nobody was opening the door. I would have gone in. <laughs> uh, but here's the thing is what you said about, um, like, it's not, a, it's not a film, it's not a scripted thing. Vlogging is their real life and their backdrop becomes the set. That's why people tour Universal Studios and NBC Studios and SNL and why you get to go see the news and you can go to The Tonight Show and you can see all that because it's a familiar set. Yeah. That's all people are doing. Mm-hmm. He has to know that. Yeah. But it's still not easy yeah. to just put up with it all well, the time. In his head, it's not like a set. It's his place of work. Like it says the sign yeah. that we're, it's a workplace. And I get that. But when you when you let people in like oh, that, yeah. you've got to anticipate that people feel a connection. You can see it, even like 
even famous people like Will Smith, famous vloggers, like these famous people that are coming in that have in their own right, a lot of them more popularity than Casey. Right. When they walk in his studio, yeah, they're like, oh. everybody's face is like, right. this is it. Yeah. It's like walking into the White House. Like you, it yeah. has this sense of grandeur, this sense of like, <laughs> I don't know. We just compared the White House. To, I mean, it feels like that's If familiar. you gave me the option of walking in the Oval well, Office versus yeah. Casey's office, Yeesh. I mean... I'm not gonna. I, I'll straight up tell one, you. One, you're I would, gonna need antibacterial self. The other one, you'll take pictures of. Uh, you choose which one we're talking about. Here. <laughs> I would. I would go to Casey's office. Out of those two, and yeah. I, 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 I love politics. I was a poli sci major. Like I would go into Casey's because I think I, I'm more impressed by stuff like that, right. and it, I feel more it's of a connection to that. It's self-made. Yeah. He, he he created all that. Yeah. Yeah. Sam Shepard is now. Shepherd, Shepherd, Shepherd. Yeah, she- I think all of the above. He is now taking over Casey Studio. All of it, or just that one side? That Casey's one, keeping one, one, one side, section. Right? Yeah, Casey. But he's taking over side. the like the storage unit that had the gaming mm-hmm. channel that never took mm-hmm. off, yeah, or never, he never launched. He set up all that to do yeah. a gaming channel and never did and a Twitch. And I, I just maybe just did it on Twitch. And I didn't see it, I but see he sounded like he was going to go in on gaming, which everybody should because why not? Everybody loves gaming. It's going to be more. Casey Neistat uh, is he a pioneer? I would say yes, yes, but I think what he also did is he took things that already existed and made them way better. Oh yeah. What he is going to do next, we don't know, but he will take something that exists now and he will make it better, more appealing. And there will be a following no matter what he goes and, oh, yeah. and does. Unless he commits some absolute heinous crime. And, yeah. And it's, you know. 50-50 chance it either, I think. Mm-hmm. Flip a coin. So that's Casey Neistat. That's Casey Neistat. I'm glad we could break that down and explain that for you. That, mm-hmm. like he's not a person. All right. Casey, we appreciate you watching. <laughs> Thanks, Casey. Kidding. Hey, guys. If you... Uh... <laughs> Thanks, Ryan, Thanks. for watching our video. Thanks, Ryan, for watching our gaming videos. Uh, 12, if you could, please subscribe. 12 listens, 12 listens yeah. to this podcast. Um, thank you guys for checking it out, and we're going to explain something else. What do you want to explain in the next one? You want to give them a little teaser? Yeah, it's going to be good. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll do the Josh Rawls. It's going to be something. It's going to be <laughs> a proper noun, a noun, or an adjective. Mm-hmm. It's going to have letters that make up the word. And it'll, it'll consist of audio. Yeah, what, and Josh, we will what? use oxygen. In the process. So uh, if you guys have any suggestions, please. We are not above crowdsourcing our ideas. So throw a comment. Um, if you want to say it in the ratings, like rate us on podcast, yeah. five stars. We only will accept a five-star ratings recommendation. That's correct. So go ahead and throw in, hey, y'all should talk, explain blank. Maybe we'll do it. Maybe we won't. Yep. All right, guys. Well, y'all stay sweet, and I hope we have some classes together next year. Bye. Isn't that how you said we're ending them? Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> That's what you did. You did an auto man. Bye. Is that professional? I don't know. I don't know. It, it is, is what just it is. a math teacher.